Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another marvelous episode of CFB Nation, hosted by me, Lever KT, a.k.a. the Governor of College Football. And today, we got a very special episode. Y'all know typically we got the playbook, we go down the playbook, we do everything we need to do within a given segment. Typically about six six or so topics, we five minutes, but today is going to be completely different. We really want to deep dive into this 12-team playoff breakdown. With me today, I, I, I got some good fellas with me today. Part of the crew of the uh, college football kickoff. Um, right below me, we have Jalen Wilson. Y'all know Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson killed it the last time he was on the show. Jalen, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How you doing today? Hey, man. Life life is good. Now that I'm off work, life is good. Right below Jalen. I know y'all know this guy right below uh, Jalen. He's 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 the he's the god of uh, fantasy football. Uh, if you're not following him on Twitter, I don't know why you're not following him on Twitter. He's also the host of uh, CFB Kickoff. We got Moon in the building. Moon, talk to him. How you feeling today, man? I'm feeling like uh, Oregon shouldn't be in the top 50 right now. That's how I'm feeling. Oh, and Jalen. Jalen is an honorary Bulldogs fan after last week. So, yeah, I'm feeling really good. Nah. <laughs> Hey man, I'm still more roll tide than the UGA. Sorry. If 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 you all miss CFB kickoff, I don't know what you're doing. We live every Saturday on over over on our YouTube uh, channel, Real Ones Productions, starting at 10 a.m. every morning. So y'all gonna kind of get to see what we do over there on this show. So welcome. We're gonna get right into it. So the topic we're talking about today is this 12 team college football playoff. Yes, everybody has talked about it, but has everyone truly break it down? And in order to break it down. I needed these fellas with me, but let's talk about FCS playoff before we get into the FBS playoff. So the FCS playoff is a 2014 playoff. Ten teams are automatic bids, uh, and then the other 14 teams are at-large bids. So in, in the first round, the top eight teams get a bye in the FCS playoffs. Uh, so it's eight games, 16 teams for the first round. The second round is also eight games. The uh, third uh, round is the quarterfinals. That is four games. The fifth round is two games. And then the sixth round is the championship. So you got six total rounds in FCS. So the proposed FBS team format, the six highest rated, listen to me when I say the six highest rated conference champions get an automatic bid. And I put up a module on Twitter so everybody can kind of see what they'll look like based on last year's uh, ratings. Uh, coming up next with the uh, proposed FBS team format, only a conference champion uh, can be one of those top four teams. That's important. Only a conference champion can be one of those top four teams. Uh, the committee will pick the other uh, team, 6 through 12. So you still have your uh, college football ratings, but the committee will pick 6 through 12. And the first round is just like the FCS uh, 5 versus 12, 6 versus 11, 7 versus 10, 8 versus 9. Quarterfinals is four games, semifinals is two games. And then you got the championship. The biggest thing that I notice with this format is that if you are a team, let's say you like the, you know, the 11th or 10th team that got in, you could play upwards to a 17-game season. Now these guys are playing full-length regular season NFL football with, you know, some players get paid because of NIL, but all players are not getting paid. So with that information being said, I want to start with Moon. Moon, how are you, like, what was your overall, your first thought, you can give it to him unroll. You give him to him raw and uncut. What was your first thought when you first heard about this expansion? 
Well, my first thought is I thought of college football revamped. Um, shout out to them. Um, but I just did an 18 playoff in my dynasty in college football revamped. And, mm -hmm. you know, just testing it out. And it's kind of weird that this came out like right after. Um, but that was just eight teams. And that alone in itself was I had to play about four games just to get to the natty and win. And it made me think, okay, what about a coach's mentality? Like you're kind of behind on recruiting now. Um, I know everything kind of like locks up after the conference championship week and everything, but you still are like behind the eight ball and recruiting for another additional weeks as long as you go. Um, and then it also made me think like the FCS structure and model, what would that be like? But then also high school playoffs and that structure and the model and like what that is. And it made me think, okay, well, is it really that bad of an idea um, to have it? And then I thought, thought about Ohio State, Alabama, and uh, Georgia. And then that's when it all kind of kind of came crashing down because it feels like it's all going to lead back to the inevitable. Uh, all these teams vying for a chance to, you know, win a, win a natty. Like, and we see the differences between the FCS model, the NCAA March Madness model, and what they have, where there's a new champion basically every year. Um, the the odds of a, a repeat in college basketball um, are less likely, it feels. So it made me think of a lot of different options and having planned through it. I know like on a smaller scale, not on a head coach's level, there's a collegiate head coach that is getting paid upwards of millions of dollars. Um, I'm not on that scale, but having done it for myself in like an 18 playoff mod, courtesy of college football revamp, um, it, it it left a lot of question marks for me and it just it, if you're if you're an athlete right that is drafts your your draft capital to rise or your draft status to rise and you heading into that and you have to play extra games when normally it's what 13 games uh mm -hmm. 14 um now it's upwards of what 16 17 um but um it makes you have different question marks you know how you know players sitting out uh from from bowl games it made me think about the importance of bowl games like is a bowl games gonna really be as impo important all of these questions came rushing to my mind when i uh first thought about the when it news broke jalen sent in a message thread and said hey they just approved the 12 team playoff um i didn't think it was gonna happen when they first had the meetings i thought it was just like oh they're just doing this just because you know but hey they ended up approving it. Wow. Thank you. Uh, great take. Uh, Jalen absolutely uh, had a great take as well on a CFB kickoff. But uh, Jalen, uh, before I get to your opinion on this 12-team expansion, I want to kind of go over this bracket with you. So based on last year, the final mm -hmm. CFB uh, playoff ranking, the top four teams would have been Alabama 1. Michigan two, Cincy three, Baylor four. So those would have been the top four teams, and the first four teams would get a bye. Before we even get into the matchups, tell me how you feel about those top four teams. And we know Georgia was the best team in the nation last year by far. Tough schedule, dominated. But yes. them, them being the top four teams and getting a bye, how do you feel about that? Uh... See, that's the problem I have an issue with because, like, like, Georgia cleared the top team last year, and it's like Baylor over them. 
I don't see it. Uh, Michigan over there. I don't see a buy. I mean, you can make a case for Michigan over there because they beat Ohio State last game. Then they won the conference championship. Um, Cincinnati over there, most definitely not. Like, that's where I don't like the whole four conference championship buy thing. But, like, I get it because they are the conference champions. So it's like you kind of want to reward them with a the bye week instead of making them play an extra game. All right, so let's get into these round one matchups, and then we're, we're going to all pick this together on the fly. So the first matchup I'm looking at is the uh, 5-12 game. The 5-12 game was between Utah and Michigan State. It's in Utah. Who do you guys got winning that game? This is based, oh, on we're going based off of last season? Utah. Yeah, based off of last season. Uh, I would go with Utah. Okay, so Utah. So we agree with that. Utah advances, and if they advance, they they will play Baylor. Moving down the list, we got Pitt at home versus Oklahoma State. Who do y'all have winning that game? Hmm. You said Pitt, Oklahoma State, right? Mm-hmm. In, in, in Pitt. Crazily enough, I'm taking Pitt, bro. I'm taking Pitt. Give me, give me Pitt. Uh, I would take Pitt. Yeah, I would take Pitt. Alrighty. So at the seven ten game, this is easy. We got Ole Miss at Georgia. We are all in agreement that we're taking Georgia. Georgia. (laughs) Easy. Eight nine game, tough game. You have uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State. This is based off of last year. Are, are are we in the grants? We're taking Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is where it gets interesting. Then you will have a one nine matchup with Alabama and Ohio State. Then you'll have a Baylor versus in the next round. Baylor versus a Utah. Then you have a Michigan versus Georgia. Then you have a Cincinnati versus a Pitt. And and the Cincinnati Pitt game would that really gauge our interest? Like like would it last season? Would would, would I would I would be intrigued. You know, yeah, Desmond Ritter there on that side. The storylines, like, I would have been intrigued. You would have been intrigued um, because it feels like an even, even uh, matchup, mm-hmm. at least for where their teams are at that point in time, heading off of you know conference championships and everything like that. Uh, yeah, I think I, I would, I would be interested as a, a you know, a above average college, college football fan. Um, but from a somebody that's like you know diehard like about their team, I I don't think that they would be too much caring about that. If anything, they their attention would be on that one nine matchup. Uh, agree. Yeah. Georgia Michigan. I, I I think I would be pretty excited Georgia. for that matchup last year. Would you be excited for it, Jalen? And, um, and, and this is it's kind of not fair it because it's you know hindsight hindsight being twenty twenty. I mean, before that matchup, I was excited because, you know, I'm like, close game, hey. They, like, like, like this had the possibility and it ended up, ended up being 38-3. But, like, you talking about before it started, like, yeah, I would have been excited. Yes. But if they played again, nah. Nah, not, not now. But hindsight being 2020, you looking at this this week, you're like, okay, some pretty good games. Baylor, Utah, I would have loved to see that game last year. Me personally, how do y'all feel about that? I feel I mean, like that's a good game. It's a, it's a, it's it's almost an even match game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
the second round seems like it, it it is you know some evenly matched teams at least on paper well not even necessarily on paper because on paper there's no way that i can look at uh michigan and georgia and be like oh my gosh like right, i can right. just take that like the score is going to end up 38 to 3 or like that but it, it seems to be close in matchups uh from this from this thing but you know then you have the question of well is ohio state really supposed to be a nine seed and I know Jalen was talking about last year, how you know he been happy that Ohio State didn't make the college football playoff. Uh, but a nice you, Jalen, like taking on one in Alabama. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, we all watched Ohio State last year. We all saw them when they. First of all, when you give Nick Saban two weeks to prepare, I think you you are giving him the upper hand. Yeah. But also, um, on top of that, it's like. They got physical with Cincinnati, and they got uh, and and I mean they tried to get physical with Georgia. Not Georgia got physical back, but Georgia had the, the players to do that. Ohio State doesn't, or or at least they didn't last season. Um, and I just don't feel like that would have been a good matchup for Ohio State because we saw when teams are able to 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 win the line of scrimmage with them, then they could be a bad day. He here's where Ohio I get State at least here's where I get lost with with this setup. For, for for a number of reasons One They said 12 is the magic number You have to have at least 12 days rest In between your conference championship game And the first round The conference championship games are usually around December 20th Right So then we're saying we're playing the first games The first games around the first of the year Or let's say they, Let's say they push them back to the 15th Right So you're playing the first round around The last week in December Like they're, the national championship is going to be into the Super Bowl. And by the time NFL playoffs start, how can college football compete with that? How how can college football compete with that? It's big money with NFL. Secondly, the biggest issue I have is that you have these lopsided, lopsided matchups in the Final Four. You have Alabama versus Utah. I don't want to see that. Y'all may want to see that. I don't want to see that. And then you have Cincy and Georgia, and I damn sure don't want to see that. So this is where I think you start to get issues. And in the end, you still get the best matchup. You still get Alabama versus Georgia in the national championship. That I'm cool with. The quarter uh the semi I'm sorry, the quarterfinal or the semifinal. I mix them up. I'm not I'm not cool with the Bama versus Utah, Georgia versus Cincy. I'm not cool with that at all. So how do y'all feel about those though that's that semifinal matchup? I'll let Jalen attack the semifinal matchup part. I'll talk about the NFL side. And I'm looking at it from an NFL perspective, and they just added another game. That means that they added another week that the season continues, which means that the Super Bowl is pushed back, which means that this is happening in, what, February, early February. So that's when the NFL season starts. We're going to have a competition going on. And it's going to be the college football playoff uh, going going right around the same time as NFL playoffs. And from the money standpoint, it's just like I can see the NFL being like that big brother that's or the big bully that's like walking around the, uh, or rocking around recess and everything. Like, hey, bro, give me your lunch. I don't know. I don't know why you got games coming on at the same time, especially, you know, how they try to get creative. Right. You know, NFL, like, usually weeks, uh, it comes, like, around Christmas. They'll have games, like, on Thursdays, Saturdays, mm -hmm. uh, Sundays, even Tuesdays. <laughs> like, even with COVID and everything. But I think that from a competition standpoint, like, 
this had to make them have be like, whoa, wait, what did you say again? Twelve? Well, you look at the like the the fine print of everything. It's good to mention that oh, it's a twelve team playoff. When you look at the fine print of it, and that this would be the case. Um, it it, it definitely from a money standpoint, and having to cover all of it, that makes me think of it in that way too. But um, yeah, I will pass it back to Jalen. So Jalen, yes, uh, talk about um, the the matchups, and then I want you to talk about why you don't think the twelve team playoff was the answer. Okay, well the matchups, I I think the Alabama and Utah one is a little bit closer than what probably what you think, KT. Mm. Um, just because I think physically, I think Utah is able to match up with Alabama. Now, skill position wise, I don't think Utah is able to match up with Alabama, and that could cause problems. Um, UGA versus Cincinnati. I mean, we all saw like Alabama took a light on on uh, Cincinnati last year, and they only scored like thirty four points or twenty eight points, something like that. So I don't think UGA will have a problem, and I think UGA will blow them out. And I don't think UGA will take a light on them at the, to to begin the game. Like Alabama kind of came, I feel like, and they kind of like, was like, yeah, we kind of just gonna run the ball and control this game and just win this game. We ain't gonna let Bison do what he what he always do. Uh, and you said talk about like why I don't like the twelve team playoff. Yeah. Because I mean, it just delays the the uh, inevitable. Like we all know, the best of the best teams are just gonna make it to the to championship. Usually, make it to the top four. Um, now, last year it was kind of like a, an an anomaly, or mm-hmm. don't know how to say the word, but y'all get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, right. To where it was like it was all these teams and it was kind of open, uh, but it was like we all we knew it was closed because I think throughout the whole year we could kind of say okay, Georgia is the top of the top, like they're number one for most of the year until Alabama beat them and it was like okay it's clear that this team's gonna probably be Alabama versus Georgia in the college football championship. Uh, and we look at that it's like okay that's that's not surprising. And then you look at it some more. It's, it's like, okay, the Big Ten champion is usually Ohio State. The Big 12 champion is usually Oklahoma. The ACC champion is usually Clemson. Last year, it didn't happen. The uh, Big 12 championship last year, it didn't happen. SEC champion, uh, champion is usually Alabama. Last year, that happened. If it's not Alabama, it's like Georgia mm-hmm. or... Well, yeah, it's like Georgia or maybe like, you know, you got 2019 where LSU won it. Uh, it's, it's, it, uh, Pac-12, it's, it's whoever. I mean, Oregon, Utah. I don't know who cares about Pac-12, honestly. Facts. Because, I mean, they never have a team that's in the, the, the playoffs. I mean, they have Washington and Oregon at the outside. Side of those two years, I think they had no other team making to the playoffs. Uh, but when you look at it, just like you look at every t- like like every year leading, uh, in, uh, well, you look at every year when they had the college football playoffs. It's usually it's like three teams, four teams that can compete, and 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 you can definitely see that. And most of the teams is it's or uh, most of the years is three teams. And usually that four seed be Oklahoma, and they end up getting blown out by the one seed because they was always the four seed. Now did they have that year where they competed with Georgia? I don't remember what Georgia was. I think Oklahoma was the three seed, Georgia was the two seed, 
Hey, but that was like the only year they really competed in the college football playoffs. Other than that, they got beat by Alabama. They got beat by LSU. And I don't. Oh, oh, oh they also got beat by Clemson when Clemson had Deshaun Watson. So it's it's like even then it's 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 still a coaching and talent like like discrepancy within the co- within the college football playoffs. And I, it's always going to be that way just because the top teams will always usually have the best coaching. Uh, and, if the, and even if they don't have the best coaching, they can still have a above average coach, which is just a okay, good coach, n- n- not even a great coach. They can just have a good coach and then have the top of the top talent and still get by somehow. Uh, kind of like what Oklahoma had with Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley to me wasn't the greatest of coach, but he was a good coach and he was always able to make the college football playoffs usually because he usually had the top of talent. Uh, but the problem is when you run into Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, uh, LSU, you usually face problems because, well, LSU didn't have, like, the best coaching from a head coaching standpoint because I don't like Co- uh, Coach O. Mm-hmm. But they did have good coordinators, and they had better talent than, than uh, Oklahoma. And they made them blow them out. Now, they played Alabama. Alabama beat them. They played uh, Clemson. Clemson beat them. And I think we all Clemson had the better coaching at that point, and they had the better talent. So it's like when you combine those two things, it's not good. Now, I get you have guys like Joel Klatt say, um, oh, um, oh, this can help them, you know, be just like, like, like claim, like this can help teams claim that they're a successful program. No, I mean, it can, but at the same time, like, let's not act like not making a college football playoffs makes you a not successful program. Yeah, you look at Miami, we say they're not successful because one, they can't always they can't hire the right coach. Mm-hmm. Two, they get the talent but never like succeed with that talent too much. Because I think to the 2016 year, 2017, whichever year they had to the, the, Turn the first turnover chain. chain yeah. To me, that was successful. They went ten and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they went ten and two. Um, Wisconsin is, I mean, all of them are successful because uh, I mean they're usually consistent. I. Uh, I mean, obviously, Oregon is successful, even though, you know, they might, they could have a little bit more success, but I always think they stuff that, you know, they consistently make a Rose Bowl, Alamo Bowl. Uh, they, they usually consistently make a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, but, I mean, to me, if if, if you view college football teams as only successful if they make college football playoffs, you know, that's just your fault because teams can be successful outside the college football playoffs, like Utah. If, if Utah consistently... Uh, is a top ten team every year, and maybe not a top four team every year. There, the people will still they deem them as a successful program. Um, Cincinnati, shoot, shoot, even if Cincinnati doesn't make the playoffs uh, last year, and you know they didn't make the playoffs the year before that, but they finished top ten, people still deem them as a successful Group of Five program. Um, and something that just goes to like the standards of your program, like. You also got to think like people don't deem, deem Nebraska, Nebraska as successful. Some of that is because I mean they they haven't reached a bowl game in, in Scott Frost tenure, and also it's just the fact that they aren't where you know a lots of fans and lots of like lots of older fans, lots of younger fans heard where oh, oh Nebraska used to be this. Like I don't know where Nebraska used to be when I was a kid, but they I always heard like oh good. yeah, they was always a good team. They used to be uh, really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and and, and uh, same thing Miami, but it's like you know they 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 not there no more, and they're held to a higher standard than some teams. Um, 
but also like they're not like they're not successful just because they 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 get recruits, but they never they they, they never add on to that by winning stuff. So like they never go on to always win ten games, nine games, eleven games. They always eight, seven, six, five games. Like 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 I said with Miami. If Miami has a 10-2 season, they're successful. But if they have an 8-5 season, no. So, the, yeah, the playoffs can determine whether, whether some recruits view them as successful. But let's not act like Miami don't get big recruits without the playoffs. Let's not act like a Texas team don't get big recruits without the playoffs because Texas ranked higher than, than Oklahoma consecutive years during the playoff uh, uh, regime in recruiting. But they haven't been successful why? because of coaching. Like it's 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 all about how you view success, I guess, sometimes. But point. Yeah, but, but but let's Good not like, point. I'm happy to, to that make. you said that. I'm happy that you said that. Because everything that you just said yeah. was valid. A AF. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this. I'm not even gonna debate I'm not gonna debate the, the point about success part. It, but it's it's what you said, what does success success mean to you? That's a big thing. So, like, I just wish uh, Joe Cloud would have put like more context on that. Just like, what, what, what does it mean for for you? Um, but college sports, you really only have four to five years, and I noticed this whole COVID thing extended it. So you see six year seniors and things of that nature. But typically, you only have about four to five years for it to be there. Jalen, how long has the college football playoff been here since two thousand what fourteen? Yeah, two thousand fourteen. 14. So um, we are going on what, what the eighth year now? Is this, am I wrong? Mm, like eighth or ninth year? Yeah. Eighth, eighth ninth year, something eighth, like eighth, that. Eighth year, yeah. ninth season. Eighth year, ninth season. So I'm looking at it from where we are going and where we're heading to the future. Um, and we talk about the, the lens of success. With Transfer Portal and NIL mm. and the way things are about to go. Um, if you are a smaller program, that's all you really might have is the chance to get on the bright stage of the college football playoff. Think about if you're the recruit that is the five star or four star prospect that goes to a um like a Oklahoma State or a a team that's not gonna get enough notoriety or uh, let's say. Who's a random team that was getting a lot of noise and hype? Oh, like a UCF of, of seasons ago, for example. You got a you you got perfect record, a lot of shine and buzz, but not a lot of national TV games played, first and foremost. So not a lot of chances for the entire nation to to see you. And then you talk about you have an NIL deal in this world. So now your brand wants to be able to see you on the big stage which helps increase revenue and helps increase ad dollars and which helps increase you coming in so that's more opportunities for them to make money that's also more opportunities for you to make money um and then with the transport portal happening right after you can see uh prospects being like you know what why not go to a, a lower ranked school to because they got this the shine now they actually have a chance whether you're gonna win is an entirely different situation but as far as the shine and the outlet um that's why i say what jalen said was brilliant as far as like 
what do you view success? There's some people out there, some brands, some labels, however you want to play it, companies, boosters, the 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 collective that all these college football uh, teams are trending towards having all around the nation. The collective, like how how did they feel about it? I guess it goes back to what I was saying, like. There's more opportunities for them to be out, uh, be out there for the NIL content. Money, more money, more opportunities for money to flow. You talk about the bowl games and stuff, but another thing I just thought about was, if isn't it in the FCS playoffs and high school playoffs too, where the uh, lower team travels to the away team? I mean, the lower team travels to the uh, higher seeded team. Now, if they did uh, it, yeah. If they did it in that way, that is a different type of spice. It possibly preserve bowl games. Maybe I know it won't be crazy. You know, it'll be crazy as far as traveling, mileage, all of those different things too. And then at the end of the season, <clears throat> but you're already traveling to go to these different bowl locations. So another way you can reward a conference champion is hey, you get to host a home playoff. Uh, game Alabama, you host a home playoff game, and yeah, you get a bye week and everything, but that's like extra incentive. You mean to tell me I can stay at a crib? Right. I don't gotta go anywhere. Okay, cool. That's added incentive to go in. And if you're a lower rank team, like that adds another ripple in the coin. Cause yeah, we're playing on uh, playing on the brightest of stages now. We got more people watching us, but we also playing in uh, Tuscaloosa. Uh, and and or not after the bye week, but that second that second round game under this format, what we going off of? Uh, but yeah, these are things that I'm thinking about. Uh, ways they can add into it because I'm worried that the the bowl game is not going to even be important anymore. We're not going to get any more of the classic matchups that we when we saw before. Um, there won't be there won't be the nostalgia that we once hoped. And even even when I did the mod for the college football revamped. And everything it kind of made it feel like there's a loss of the aura because you mean to tell me you can play in the rose bowl in week one uh, in the first round and then <laughs> i gotta wait and then like what all of <laughs> all of these uh illustrious uh bowls that we you know once love um and i'm not saying once love is like we it's, it's like totally gone or whatever i'm saying once love like for the people that's diehard college football fans of the older generation that's been watching it for for a while you know what i mean like the same nostalgia i'm worried that that won't be back and the way you can reserve it is saying hey well why don't the college football playoff uh, teams that the four conference champions maybe they get a chance to play a home game as an extra reward um but these are things that are not in the the fine print and i think that it's just like underdeveloped so you're still going to see a lot of like changes but um what Jalen said I keep going back to it but like what does success mean to you because in that land of the haves and haves and nots success to the success to the have is different than success to the have not success to the have is uh being able to ride around in the Bentley and everything that's a normal day facts just that will blow the mind of the have not but the success to the have not is like, yo, we eating these noodles and we eating these, uh, <laughs> this peanut butter and jelly and everything. We good. Jackson, it's your ally Jackson State, who at one point didn't have any working water. I don't know if that's still the case. Uh, but uh, great job, guys. 
Here's here, here's the final take for the show. Uh, Dear college football, you are not March Madness. You cannot capture what March Madness is. You will never be able to capture what March Madness is. What uh, NC State did in 1983 cannot be duplicated. Uh, Surviving events cannot be duplicated. Yes, it's great you're giving other schools opportunity. But the reality of it is, just like Jalen told you, just like Moon told you, it's still going to be the same teams winning this thing. And you think that we're moving forward with NIL. You think that we're moving forward with the advancement of a 14 college football playoff. But now with this 12 team playoff thing, we're going somewhere we shouldn't. Moon said this a couple of years ago, and it's still relevant to this day. BCS wasn't that bad. When you look at it from this standpoint, I'm going to give these gentlemen uh, one final thing to say before we close out this show. I'm going to start with Jalen first. Jalen, any last words? Um, yeah, so while I was talking, I was doing a little bit of research. So the FCS moved their playoffs to 20 teams back in 2010. Um, and 2011, uh, North Dakota State won. 2012, North Dakota State won. Then 2013, they moved to 24 teams. And from that standpoint, North Dakota State won every time besides two times. Yeah. Um. So, like you know, North Dakota State just kind of ran a table. Like other than that's been James Madison and it was Dukes. uh Sam Houston. Yeah. So on those, on those runs, did North Dakota State play at home the majority of those times? Um, I'm not gonna find the information, but I just looked up when the FCS I, made I, the college football playoffs. Uh, for FCS. Expanded and the champions throughout those years. I deem that to be accurate, Moon. Yeah, that's great info, bro. I thought about it though. This is my last thing to say. When does Texas and Oklahoma join the big uh, uh, oh, the power one again? <laughs> is that 2025? Um, 2025? 2020, uh, it might be 2024. I thought, is it 2024? Okay. The college football playoff, I thought it was 2025, but the, the college football playoff is scheduled to start in 2026. So to me, I'm sitting here thinking, they're like, oh, we got a chance. We got Oklahoma and Texas. We got a little uh, mashup with everything going on with the, uh, there might be no more Pac-12 and uh, big, all the other Big Ten seems to be getting stronger. Maybe we got something, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just I don't have a good feeling about it, about everything that Jalen mentioned, myself, Casey's mentioning it. Um, it's not that I'm not hopeful for college football, but it just delays the inevitable. Just today's inevitable. It's it's like a an unmovable object that's in front of a. It's not even like the the brute force. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it it feels like Alabama, Georgia. You can include Ohio State if you want to. I know some people are questioning after the Notre Dame uh, game, <laughs> but I want to question that. But the people that know, their offense can come around. The people that know know. But it feels like them and everybody else. So, like, Jalen's point about North Dakota State, like. That's crazy. You put you put Alabama or Georgia at home or Ohio State at home, and they got to have everybody come through them. Even if there's not, and I'm just, this is just a proposed idea, just throwing it out there. But even if it's not, it's going to be the Alabama Invitational. 
Wow. Great job, fellas. Uh, thank you. Uh, I really want to have a panel-type discussion for this 12-team playoff breakdown because I feel like people are talking about it, but people aren't breaking it down the way it needs to be broken down. So for Jalen Wilson and Moon Vibes, thank y'all for participating on this show. I'm definitely going to have y'all back very soon. Hey, I'm a, I want to leave you guys with this. Cameron has a song called What Means the World to You. And, and it's just like Jalen said. What success to you? What success not to you? So, what mean the world to you? Uh, but for College Football Nation, I'm Leverett KT, a.k.a. the Governor of College Football. We out. Peace.